Good morning, Grace Covenant. Thanks for joining us as we get into the Word today. I'm blessed to have Pastor Stan with me. We're going to be tag-teaming this message. And, and, and maybe you would be wondering, obviously you've probably figured out by now that this is not live on a Sunday morning, that we are pre-taping these during the week. And, and let me share with you why. We have uh, three campuses, one church that meets at three different locations. So to be able to bring in different voices from different campuses, uh, it's really helpful for us to pre-tape these messages so that we have engagement across all of our campuses for the benefit of all of our campuses. So maybe if you were wondering, you know, why is this not live? That's the driving reason. Again, we're trying to minister to a broader group of our Grace Covenant family. So again, great to have Pastor Stan with me. Today we're continuing on in our study in Samson as we've been looking at Samson the Deliverer, Samson the Judge. If you if you have your Bible there handy or whatever technology you're using to access Says God's Word, Judges chapters 13 through 16. You know, last week we talked about the faithfulness of God. As we looked at Samson's story, the faithfulness of God, of, of how God is continually working to bring His goodness and His mercy for us. That what God began in Samson really was fulfilled in Jesus Christ. And that Jesus Christ had brought deliverance for us. He's brought freedom for our lives. That's great news. Wouldn't you agree, Pastor Stan? I completely agree, especially, you know, this weekend we're, we're celebrating the freedom of our country. But as I was thinking about that this morning, um, you know, Fourth of July is coming, but even greater that the Word says that he whom the Son sets free is free indeed. So we have this yeah. greater freedom in Jesus Christ. Yeah. So God's plan throughout the Bible is that we would experience deliverance, freedom, salvation. Uh, and we certainly see that portrayed in Samson's life, foreshadowing that of the life of Jesus Christ. Well, today we want to shift like the focus from God, and it is God's story, shift from, from God to Samson. And what we, what we can learn from Samson is that he had some pretty difficult struggles in his life. Uh, although he was gifted, although he is called, although he was empowered by God, he struggled. Struggled in his life. We're going to see that as we get into his story this morning. But but as we get started, let me ask you a question. Have you ever had a major blunder in your life? Now, we've all failed, and that's a given. But have you ever had like an experience in your life where you know that God was like directing you one way and you said, no, I don't want to go that way. I want to go my own way. I'm going to do my own thing. Um, if you have, why don't you right there in the uh, in the chat line, why don't you just type in the word pain? Because that's what happens when we say, no, I don't want to go God's way. I want to do my own thing. I want to, I want to pursue my own selfish desires. What that always creates in our lives is, is, is it creates pain. It creates difficulty. And, and we're going to see that in Samson's life. But I, I, recall, I recall a time in my own life in leadership where I believe God was clearly revealing a point of direction for me. And to be quite honest, I didn't want to go down that road. I didn't want to do it. Um, I knew that people may not uh, approve of what was going to happen, the decision I needed to make. They wouldn't approve, and I like everyone to be happy. And, and again, to be honest, I, I just didn't want to do it. And so I, I, I didn't like blatantly say, God, I'm not going to do that. But by my actions, I chose uh, not to respond to God's direction. I went my own way. And I can tell you today, it created some pain. It created some challenges, some struggle in my life. And I think that's, that's what we're going to see in Samson's life. As he says, hey, I'm going to do my own thing. Um, it created some uh, some obstacles in his life. Now, the good news for us is that God is a redeeming, restoring yes. God. 
He never gives up on us. He never gives up and on we, us. And we're going to see that even next week as we look to the end of Samson's story. Um, but in my own life, again, in my story, it wasn't someone else's fault. It wasn't God's fault. By my own choosing, I created my own pain. It was my stubbornness. Um, it was my pursuit of my selfish desires. Um, so from that, own ex- from my own experience and from what we discover and Samson's story is that like God had great plans for Samson's life. He raised him up on mm-hmm. purpose, for purpose, to be a deliverer, um, yet Samson had challenges. Actually, I would say he created most of the problems in his own life. Um, and oftentimes, I think that's the same for us. We, we can blame others. We can blame Satan. We can blame maybe family members, when really the problem is the choices that we make, mm-hmm. and that we create. We, we can become our own worst enemy. Um, matter of fact, if you can identify with that there in the chat line, why don't you just type in the word, oh me? Because uh, I think sometimes I, I have to be honest, Pastor Stan, to say, hey, the problem is me. If I could type right now, I'd just say, oh me. I yeah. would join in there. Yeah, we create, we oftentimes create the challenges in our lives. I think to some degree we can all identify with Samson's story. That's what I love about the, the Bible is it, it brings it right to where we're at. And, and as I read Samson's story, his blunders, I think, wow, wow, I, I can identify with that. You see, what we know is that God's plan and purpose is good and for our good, but through our own choosing, we can, we can wreck God's plan and limit his work. Through habitual sin or through just... Um, Rebellion, rebellion of saying, no, I'm going to go do my own thing. Um, we can create problems in our lives. Matter of fact, I love this scripture in, in Proverbs chapter 19, verse 3. The New Living Translation reads like this. People ruin their lives by their own foolishness. Then they're angry at the Lord. In other words, we do it. We make yeah. the choice. Samson made the choice. But then we want to blame. We want to blame someone else. Now, again, the good news is, is God's merciful um, he's working to redeem and restore, but it doesn't always save us from the pain or the consequence or even the ripple effect. Because oftentimes I find when I choose to go my own way and I create these messes, it doesn't just affect me. It affects others. Yeah, it affects our family members, our friends, our coworkers, because there truly is a ripple effect. Okay, there's this collateral Collateral damage. Well, as looking back to Samson's story, we know that it was supernatural. God supernaturally brought Samson forth. We talked about that last week. Uh, had great plans, placed great potential in his life. But Samson never fully lived up to that potential. And it was because his character compromised his calling. He said it again. His character comp- compromised his, his calling. You know, there's some amazing feats that... You find in Samson's story of, of great power, of great might, yet what we see is that he had a weak will. He had a weak, there's some weakness in his character that, uh, that continually tripped him up. So I want us to look back to Samson's story, Judges chapter 13. I want to pick up the last two verses there, then leading into chapter 14. Scripture says the woman, Miss Manoah, gave birth to a boy and named him Samson. He grew up and the Lord blessed him and the spirit of the Lord began to stir him. While he was in Mahanah Dan between Zorah and Eshtal, Samson went down to Timnah. So this is sometime later in his life. So now he's, say, a teenager, maybe late in his teen years. He went down to Timnah and there he saw a young Philistine woman. 
When he returned, he said to his father and mother, I have seen a Philistine woman in Timnah. Now get her for me as my wife. Notice his father and mother replied, isn't there an acceptable woman among your own relatives or among all our people? Must you go to the uncircumcised Philistines, those who are not in covenant with God? That's what she was saying to get a wife. But Samson said to his father, interesting, notice this, get her for me. She's the right one for me. In other words, Samson was saying, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what God's word says, that's what, what I, I want. want. Get, get her for me. So as we looked at this story, Samson is uh, out of his lust. Be very candid. Out of his lust, he saw this beautiful woman, Philistine woman, wanted to uh, have her as his wife. And we have his parents just challenging his yeah. decision, saying, hey, Samson, that, that's not the best choice. That's not the best decision. Well, because God had clearly identified that the children of Israel were not to intermarry with these Canaanite nations, because this is what God knew. If they intermarried before long, they would be serving their gods. In other words, they would be led away to idolatry. Uh, but in this text, we see that Samson chooses to follow what he wants. Mm-hmm. Again, that becomes one of his issues, following what he wants. And we see this issue of his challenge with a woman. And, and again, uh, that became kind of his uh, Achilles heel. It, it, it became the ongoing issue for Samson was women uh, and his sexual desires, his sexual passions. So we, we see that Samson, this is the first place that he compromised his convictions. There was this character issue. And I believe what we see here is that Samson was his own worst enemy. And that plays out throughout his story. It wasn't the devil, it it wasn't his parents, it wasn't someone, no, he was his own worst enemy. And what we see in Samson's life, I believe, is the power of choice. Now, you can choose to follow God's way and experience that of God's work, God's blessings, God's greatness, or you can choose to go your own way. You can Mm -hmm. choose to say, hey, I'm going to do my own thing. I don't care what God wants. It's all about what I want. And and you're you're going to experience the pain, the pain of that. So, Pastor Stan, what do you see within this text, within Samson's story, some of the struggles that he had in his life that created trouble in his life? Well, Pastor Farrell, I think that we can agree, and the text tells us that Samson was a man who was empowered by God. He was empowered by the Spirit. But at the same time, he was dominated by the flesh. And we see this play out. Uh, throughout his story, when you look at chapters right. 13, 14, 15, and 16, in reality, his life really was one train wreck after another. I think it would also be safe to say that Samson's life is a living example of a great spiritual truth. And that spiritual truth is that you can have great God-given ability and potential and still be very spiritually immature. Right. And because we see this uh, throughout the whole of Samson's life represented in these chapters, as we read about his story, um, it can actually, and we read about his failures, it can actually become a very personal, painful experience because it's very uh, likely that we could see aspects of his failures rising up or present in our own lives. So what is it that these verses that you've read tell us about Samson? Well, if we go back to uh, chapter 13, verse 25, which you read, it says, and the spirit of the Lord began to stir him. And so what that tells us that is that uh, the spirit of the Lord began to um, 
move, began to impel, began to thrust him uh, towards his God-given destiny. And it appears that that happened very early in his life, in his youth. So from that, we can conclude he actually got off to a good start. Right. He allowed the spirit to, to move in him. But then if we uh, move on to chapter 14 uh, and, and we look at verse one, um, not so necessarily in the case we read the day, but many translations will begin chapter 14, verse one with the word then. And the word then sets us up for a series of uh, events that are going to occur in Samson's life. And so we see it here. And the first thing that we see is that Samson leaves his home. He goes down to Timnah, and it just so happens that Timnah is in Philistine territory. It's in the territory of the enemy. And when he's there, he sees this Philistine woman. And so he says to his father, like you've said, get her for me. So in reality, when Samson should have been thinking about going to war, he was thinking about going to a wedding. Wow. And it was his own wedding with a Philistine woman who was the enemy. So what does that tell us about Samson's life? Samson was an incredibly strong man, but at the same time, he was a man with a very dangerous, weak will. You, You talked about it a little bit, but his parents tried to reason with him. It, probably the conversation would have went something like, Samson, let's think about this. Is there not someone that's better suited? Do you really need to take a Philistine woman for your wife? Because after all, they were very aware of the call, the destiny he had on his life. It was announced right. to them before he was ever born. As they reasoned with him, though, he was so caught up in his own selfishness, he said, get her for me. She is the right one for me. So the fact that Samson saw this woman and said, I want her, tells us that he was driven by his own selfish desires, and he allowed those selfish desires to override God's plan for his life. Think about this. Samson left his family. He left his friends. He goes to Timnah in Philistine territory, and he falls in love with this woman. Or, Or did he? Really, the only thing we're told is that he saw her. Right. It's not like the story goes, Samson saw this woman and he asked someone, who is her, she? Will you introduce her to me? And um, they meet and they start spending time together. And suddenly over time, he realizes that he's fallen in love with her heart and her wit and her charm. That wasn't the case. No. He saw her. It was based purely on physical appearance. Um, so he was driven again by his selfish plans, his selfish desire, and he put it above God's plan. Um, when we take into account that he saw her, he was driven or drawn to her by the physical appearance. And then if we go all the way over to chapter 16, uh, in the first few verses, we read that um, Samson uh, saw a prostitute. He began to flirt with her and he became engaged. And then just a few verses later, we read about Delilah. And we know we've heard about Samson and Delilah. And so uh, what we can realize is that Samson allowed his life to be ruled by lust. You talked about that. You're very honest with that. He was allowed his life to be ruled by lust, and that lust is actually what ruined his life. And I think this becomes a real point of danger. Within that, as we see, our desires can deceive us. Mm -hmm. Our desires, wrongly directed, 
can take us down a wrong path and bring us to a wrong destination. Yeah. So here's what's really interesting about Samson. Samson was actually a man of faith. And we can prove that because we go to Hebrews chapter 11 in the New Testament. And in verse 32, as the roll call of the heroes of faith are being given out, what do we read? Samson. So we know that Samson was a man of faith, but he wasn't really a faithful man. Wow. Um, and, and I think that that's something we all have to consider. His life was a series of extremes. He went from high to low, high to low. Um, and I would say for us, that's a point of application for us. I think we have to stop and recognize, although our extremes in life, our train wrecks might not be as extreme as Samson's, and hopefully they're not, we have to continuously stop and ask ourselves the question, am I living my life by my own selfish desires, and am I putting those selfish desires above God's plan, God's destiny for my life? Now, Pastor Farrell, the, the second thing that I think these verses tell us about Samson's life is that Samson was emotionally immature, and as a result, he allowed his emotions to drive his life rather than continuing on by the stirring of the spirit that happened in his youth. Samson was consistently reacting to his emotions rather than responding to God's direction. Um, I said earlier, Samson was ruled by the lust in his life, but I think equally he was ruled by his emotions. He allowed his emotions to lead him. Uh, Again, if you look at the story in chapters 13, 14, 15, and 16, you can quickly see he was on an emotional roller coaster all throughout his life. Uh, He would be filled with passion. He would be filled with lust. He would be filled with anger, passion, lust, anger. And then maybe he's filled with this this passion to go and fight the enemy. And then you find him flirting and engaged with a prostitute. And then Delilah. And it was just constant all throughout his life. If you read read the story, there's like huge highs. Yeah. And then like there's huge lows. Yeah. Because he was driven by his emotions. Yeah, he he was emotionally immature. And the problem is he never did anything about it. And because he never learned to control his emotions, what happened is his emotions controlled him. Now, are emotions bad? No. Emotions are bad. Emotions are good. I mean, uh, when we look throughout the Bible, we see God had emotions. We see all throughout the Bible his joy, his grief, his love, his compassion, his, his anger. And you and I, all of us, were created in God's image. So that means if we were created in God's image, then just like him, he's given us uh, uh, emotions. And, and I am convinced emotions aren't bad. In fact, I believe that God can use our emotions to help us uh, hear clarity in his voice. And he can use our emotions to help find us, uh, to help us find the right direction in our lap and our life. But We can't function with unhealthy emotions. So if we want our emotions to be at a healthy place, we have to allow our emotions to be continually nurtured by the power of the Holy Spirit through the word so that we can live our lives out with emotional balance. Then then it's good. If if we don't choose that, we're going to find our life resembling Samson and we're going to have these extreme highs and these extreme lows and they're never going to get us where we need to be. Pastor Farrell, how, how, what happened? How did Samson get here? I think probably most significant for us to understand is that Samson didn't ruin his life 
like all at once. He ruined it one step at a time. In other words, there was this slow process of compromise. And you see it playing out in Mm -hmm. its story. And he got deeper and deeper as he was ruled by his emotions, as he was ruled by his lust, Mm -hmm. as he was driven by selfish desires. It was like step by step. And then there's this scripture in chapter 16 that says that the spirit of the Lord departed from Samson and he didn't even realize it. Mm -hmm. It, He he didn't just get that. No, it was step by step, disobedience, compromise. And I think that's the thing that that we need to be so aware of. You know, I I don't think anyone gets up on Monday morning and says, hey, I think I'm going to go have an affair today. I'm going to go sleep with someone's uh, husband or wife that's not my own. Uh, but if we're not careful, there's a text message, there's a conversation, there's the entertaining of a thought, uh, there's a, a shared cup of coffee, step by step. And before long, we find ourselves in a place that we say, how did I get here? Well, it was step by step. Well, you only have to be one degree off the mark to be off the mark. And once you're one degree, then you start and it gets larger and larger and larger. We have to guard ourselves against this. And then we can end up at a completely wrong destination. And like, how did I get it? It was one step at a time. Right. Or, you know, no one gets up on Wednesday morning and says, hey, I'm going to go steal from the company today. Right. But if you're not careful over a period of time, compromise, compromise, compromise. Uh, This is what I want. No, it's not right, but you justify the behavior. Um, that's the process. And before right. long, we find ourselves in the same place of Samson. Again, he didn't ruin his life all at once. It was like one step, one step at a time. I think this, this became another issue with Samson within this same context. Is Samson rationalized the same old sin and eventually it wrecked his life. Mm-hmm. Again, there's this pattern of behavior. It begins in Chapter 14, verse 3, there was the Philistine, and then there was, then he's going back to her house at a later time to have sex with her. Uh, She's already been given to someone else, but we we see that passion, wrong passion played out. Then we we have his relationship with the prostitute, his relationship with Delilah. He just rationalized the same old sin, and eventually it wrecked him. Eventually it, 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 it cost him. So, so my challenge today, for, as you're listening to this, please, man, d- don't wreck your life one step at a time. Mm-hmm. In, in other words, you, you, you need to be willing to get honest. That's where it starts. Get honest. Stop going the wrong direction. Start going the right direction, which is repentance. Choose repentance. Choose accountability. Choose to be honest. Choose to be truthful. Because if you don't, one small step of compromise that leads to another step of compromise will eventually bring you to a place of a train wreck in your life. And here's what's most likely. It's not going to just cost you. It's going to cost your family. It's going to cost those who are close to you. So, so if you know there's an area of your life where that's happening, then I encourage you, confront it now. Confront it today. Well, there's some great life lessons that we can learn from Samson's failure. And we want to leave you today with, with three. Here's the first one. Know this, that your choices will limit God's work or release God's work. Each one of us were created with a free will. And with that free will, we can choose to follow God's way or we can choose to go our own way. And if you choose to go God's way, then I would say this is what's going to happen. 
It's going to open your life for God to do some amazing things in your life. It's going to open your life to God's blessings. But if you say to, hey, if you, if you choose to say, hey, I'm going to go my own way, don't care what God wants, it's all about me, then I would, I would want, you know, that's a choice. And with that choice is going to come consequence. And, yeah. and so it was. Yeah. So it was in Samson's life. So what, what else, Pastor Stan, do you think we can learn from Samson's failure? Well, Pastor Farrell, I think that choice is, is really um, primary here. Um, so often for our own train wrecks in life, our own failures, we look for someone or something to blame it on. Yeah. We don't want to take true. responsibility for it. We don't want it to be our fault. Right. But, but, but in reality, there's no one to blame but ourselves. No one makes us make a choice. We choose to do it ourselves. So we have to understand. You said this uh, in the very beginning. We can be our very own worst enemy. There's no one to blame but ourselves, and we, we need to own that. Right. But the other thing I would say is, and again, it boils down to choices. Uh, like Samson, we can choose to live by a, if it feels good, do it. It's kind of the YOLO, you only live once mindset. Or we can choose to say, if you do me wrong, I'm going to get revenge. But when we choose that, um, we're we're de- we're deciding. We're making a choice to live again by our own selfish desires. The Bible would call it living by the flesh. Well, in Galatians chapter five, verses sixteen and seventeen, we're given a different directive: don't live by the flesh, but live by the Spirit. God has given us His Spirit to um, empower us. Jesus overcame uh, sin and death, and we're new creations in Christ. So. We have the Spirit with us all the time, so we have something powerful to help us make the right choices. And I think that's most, that, that would be most important, I think, for folks to catch today. This is not just about self-effort. Effort. It's not just about me working hard. I have help. You have help. Right. We have the Holy Spirit present mm-hmm. them within us. We just have to learn to lean into that, right. to trust that. So today, as we bring this to a close... I think there's a lot to think about. You know, when we read Samson's story in Scripture, we say, well, it's there, so maybe we should follow his model. It's not there because God's condoning his behavior, but there are life lessons to be learned. And so I think the question that we would want to ask today is, what choices are you making? What kind of choices are you making? Are you... Uh, choosing to live according to your own selfish desires? Are you putting those selfish desires uh, above God's plan, His wonderful plan for your life? And if so, what are you going to do about it? Or maybe today you're listening and you're hearing Samson's story and you recognize uh, you don't just one day get up and decide to make some catastrophic sinful decision, but it's gradually getting off course uh, step by step by step over time. Um, do you find yourself in that place today? As, as, you're, as you're reflecting on this message on Samson's life, but more importantly, what God can do, um, have you gotten off track? Are, are you maybe getting ready to make a really major wrong choice in your life? If so, stop. Don't live according to that that desire in you, the flesh, but instead today receive from God the empowerment of his 
spirit that's already yours, say, I'm going to own that. I'm, I'm going to live in that. I'm not going to take that course. Or I'm going to begin to make right choices because I know I have the spirit to help me. I'm in Christ. And so there could be all kinds of situations that are happening in your lives today. So we just want to pray for you uh, as we close today, believing that you are at a point where you're open to God's work in your life in a new way. So would you pray? Father God, um, we actually thank you that you've given us Samson's life of an example of what not to do. Um, We see uh, that his life was a series of train wrecks. And so I pray for every person listening today uh, that that would not be the case. uh, That they would uh, choose today making the right choice to offer those failures, those um, faults, those sins to you in repentance and saying, I don't want to go that way anymore. Instead, I want to come to you. And so uh, I receive your forgiveness, God, right now. Uh, and, and, and as Father God, as that's happening, I pray that uh, that re- forgiveness would be received and that that new direction would start immediately because of a change in heart, a change in life. And I pray that every person listening would sense the empowerment of the Holy Spirit right now, knowing I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So, Father God, we commit ourselves to you. We include ourselves in this today. Yes. And uh, we, we, we look forward to the stories we're going to hear because of the work of your spirit uh, in all of our lives. And so we commit this to you and we pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Pastor Stan. Thank you for joining us today for Grace Online. God bless.